Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now. Hello, friends. It's trash outside right it's now. just absolute garbage. Well, you know what? Good isn't this what we have to say? Like, good for the ski hill. No. Because you know what? I remember the ski hills make a lot of money. They do. And they do. I remember when people used to be like, oh, the golf course owners, the poor golf course owners, because, you know, we, it, it's just winter so long and we never get enough summer. And then I started realizing how much money golf course owners are making. And I thought, I don't really feel that bad for them. You have yeah. a weather contingent business. And this is just sort of the way it works. Um Skiers, though, I'm sure are happy. You've paid for that season's pass and, and you're ready to hit the hills. And if that's you, have yourself a fantastic time. Remember to wear a helmet. I want to say thank you to everybody who reached out after yesterday's episode. I did not realize how many people were missing after nine over the holidays. Mm-hmm. And it was so nice to hear from so many people who just sort of got that, ah, when they pressed play on the first yeah. episode of 2024 yesterday. So if you reached out Thank you very much. We appreciate it. There's a lot to get to in this episode. And I think what I want to do here is start off with something that's kind of a follow-up to yesterday. Jimmy Kimmel went after Aaron Rodgers last night on his show. Okay. And just so you know, this rant was seven minutes long. So what you're going to hear is actually a cut down. It might seem long. It's a cut down version from seven minutes long. Little bit of Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, I, I, did you hear this story about me and Aaron Rodgers, the former quarterback for the Packers? All right. So uh, what happened is he's a Jets quarterback now. He went on a show on ESPN, the Pat McAfee show, and out of the blue insinuated that I was nervous because the Jeffrey Epstein list was coming out. He said I was hoping it wouldn't and that he was going to pop a bottle of something to celebrate when he did. And then it did come out. And, of course, my name wasn't on it. And isn't on it and won't ever be on. I don't know Jeffrey Epstein. I've never met Jeffrey Epstein. I'm not on a list. I was not on a plane or an island or anything ever. And I suggested that if Aaron wanted to make false and very damaging statements like that, that we should do it in court so he could share his proof with like a judge. Because, you know, when you hear a guy who won a Super Bowl and did all the State Farm commercials say something like this, a lot of people believe it. A lot of delusional people honestly believe I am meeting up with Tom Hanks and Oprah at Shakey's once a week to eat pizza and drink the blood of children. And I know this because I hear from these people often. My wife hears from them. My kids hear from them. My poor mailman hears from these people. And now we're hearing from lots more of them, thanks to Aaron Rodgers, who I guess believes one of two things. Either he actually believes my name was going to be on Epstein's list, which is insane, Or the more likely scenario is he doesn't actually believe that. He just said it because he's mad at me for making fun of his top knot and his lies about being vaccinated. He's particularly upset, I think, because I made fun of the fact that he floated this wacko idea that the UFO sightings that were in the news in February 
were being reported to distract us from the Epstein list. That was Aaron's theory. Maybe to retaliate, he decided to insinuate that I am a pedophile. This is how these nuts do it now. You don't like Trump, you're a pedophile. It's their go-to move. And it shows you how much they actually care about pedophilia. But here's the thing, I spent years doing sports. I've seen guys like him before. Aaron Rodgers has a very high opinion of himself. Because he had success on the football field, he believes himself to be an extraordinary being. He genuinely thinks that because God gave him the ability to throw a ball, he's smarter than everyone else. The idea that his brain is just average is unfathomable to him. We learned during COVID, somehow he knows more about science than scientists. A guy who went to community college, then got into Cal on a football scholarship and didn't graduate, someone who never spent a minute studying the human body is an expert in the field of immunology. He just put on a, he put on a magic helmet and he, that G made him a genius. It's... Well, where do you want to start with that, Kat? Where do you want to start <laughs> um, with that? Okay. I, I mean, I, I, there was like five different times I wanted to press pause and correct yeah. him. But what do you think, first off? Um, okay, so overall, look, I, it must be hard when you're a celebrity and somebody's accusing you of something and you have a platform, right? A platform that could take a hit because of what someone's accusing you of. Sure. Um, did we really think that Aaron Rodgers knew what he was talking about. I'm not sure how many did, and maybe he's right. There's a de- There could be a small amount of people who follow along and think whatever Aaron Rodgers says is probably true. That's on them, though. Um, you're not smart, a smart person, I think, to follow absolutely everything that someone says that doesn't have, you know, proof of anything. However, as from Jimmy's point of view, would it be best to just let it be is what I would wonder. You know, and if I'm in that situation... Uh, or would be in that situation where someone would talk shit, especially with accusations like that. I get it. Those are serious accusations. We're not talking about he said, she said stuff. We're talking about him because of this, his name now showing up in headlines regarding shit with Jeffrey Epstein. Like, that's awful if it's not true. But if it's not true, can't you just let it be? Did you... It's one thing to defend yourself, but it's another thing to go on like a seven minute rant. Was it necessary? I don't know. Like, at a certain point, it got kind of cringy where I think even in the audience, they're like, ha, ha, ha. (laughs) <laughs> and they kept like laughing at the jokes, but he could have stopped it about, he could have addressed it. That's fine. And it, it's totally fair. His first part of that for me was fine. Addressed it. He said it and how ridiculous. Um, if he wants to apologize, I can't wait to hear it. Um, whatever. And move along. I think um, otherwise, some people thought that he went into almost so much of a rant for far too long to the point where people wondered if it's because of guilt. Do you protest a little too much there, Jimmy? What's up? This is what I mean, right? I mean, it's one thing to just be like, wow, that person is a piece of shit, uh, full of shit. I never did that. Um, and I can't believe they put my name out there. That's unbelievable. That's one thing to do that. But then to just continue to be like, how dumb and how stupid. And the only A's you got in school were because you wrote your name with two A's or all the other shit that he said. Yeah. I don't know. It's a little bit much for me. It- Thank you. I, I'm thinking the same thing. You know, I mean, there was a lot of reason to think Jimmy Kimmel may be on the, that list. And just because he hasn't been named so far doesn't mean he won't be. It, who knows who else is in these papers? Nobody knows except for the people involved and the judge who sealed the papers. Sure. Jimmy has a very unique connection to so many stars in Hollywood. In fact, I'm told that Jimmy Kimmel is one of the, uh, like, ambassadors, one of the welcomers. Like, hey, welcome to fame and fortune. Uh, we're going to put you on my show, and and I'm going to tell you a little bit about how the world works. And, and they're very left-leaning, uh, progressive types. Well, 
it's almost exclusively left. No, I shouldn't even say it's almost exclusively. It's a pretty good mix of both sides. Uh, Hollywood is certainly implicated in the Epstein list. Jimmy Kimmel is uh, an ambassador of Hollywood and an ambassador of the liberal brand. He, he always has been. And, and that's very on brand to shame and make fun of someone who you disagree with. I mean, maybe Aaron Rodgers is right about this. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is wrong. I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's right about it. I think, he, I think to call it a name that's not there, it's one thing if you saw this list and then you went, holy shit, Leonardo DiCaprio is on there. You know, maybe I've heard a thing or two about him or something. But to say his name before this list was even revealed, before we even knew anything, and to name names, that was stupid of him, though. That was dumb of you to do. I mean, he, he lots of legal exposure there. I don't think Jimmy Kimmel's going to be the one to take him to court over this, though. I don't think Jimmy Kimmel even wants to go to court over this. I, uh, I, I think this is just basic posturing on TV shows that nobody fucking watches. Way more people watch the Pat McAfee show than watch the Jimmy Kimmel show. It's, it's pretty bad when it comes to ratings. However... Uh, back to the original point, Jimmy Kimmel does have a lot of ties to Hollywood celebrities, and, and he is somewhat of a recruiter for the liberal brand. He hosts countless fundraisers. He is A-list in the liberal establishment, and, and namely because he does uh, help them raise so much money. It's, I don't know where Aaron Rodgers got the suggestion that Jimmy yeah. Kimmel was on there, but I don't know that it was necessarily that far-fetched. Where Aaron Rodgers went wrong and overplayed his hand was saying it without proof or not waiting for the actual documents that were released to implicate him or not it's, implicate him. It's still stupid. I mean, even if it's hearsay, even if, let's say, you're in, like, a bubble of people who claim, like, oh, I know that he's a part of it, you don't say it. You don't say it aloud. It's stupid. I mean, I wouldn't it, do it. It's dumb. For, he, and Aaron Rodgers doesn't seem like a very smart guy to me. I mean, the reason that Aaron Rodgers has any credibility at all is because Aaron Rodgers was one of the ones saying these shots aren't safe. We shouldn't be taking this vaccine. We shouldn't be forcing people to do it. And as it turns out, I don't know if he was wrong on that. Yeah, but stay in your fucking lane in general. Like, stay in your fucking lane. You're a football player. Like, shut the fuck up. I, and, it's, and it would be the same for people who pushed one way or another for me. Like, as I look back on that time especially... Like, cause Jimmy Kimmel went really far in the other way, right? It was like, wow, well, you're dumb if you don't get one. I don't know. He, he did not say those words exactly, but you know what I mean? But he was very Stay much on that. in your fucking lanes. I mean, in general. I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers and sure, at the time, Jimmy Kimmel, too. Like, qu- quit fucking talking about it and saying that things you don't know anything about. You don't fucking know anything about it. So shut up. It's, go play football or don't or talk about football or play video games. I don't give a fuck what you do. But don't tell people what to do. You know what I mean? When you have no background for it. Would that apply to Jimmy Kimmel as well? That's what I mean in okay. general. Okay, great. Um, I have a note here from two things that we were left over from yesterday that I do want to get to. And it's funny that one of them is on because I just heard the commercials for it. I guess there's going to be a big push now to scrap the 413 uh, by environmental groups. Is it environmental defense that's leading this? I don't know. I heard a commercial for it today. Uh, there is now a renewed push here in Ontario to not only scrap the proposed 413 highway, but for the government to open up the 407 if for nobody else but truck traffic, get the trucks off the 401 going across the top of Toronto so that cars have a lot more room and so that cars don't have to go through the stop and go. For those who don't know, who have never driven an 18-wheeler, they don't exactly stop and go as agilely as a Honda Civic does. Of course. And that's part of the reason that gridlock begins is because we have so many trucks going across Toronto. So from my mind, I, I think if you're a longtime listener, you know that I've been on the side of let's not do any more damage to the ecosystems and the environment by building a highway that we already have. 
we don't need the 413 to connect the 401 to the 400 because the 407 already does it in the exact Mm -hmm. same place. And I thought, well, maybe we should just go to this company that owns the lease on the 407. We still own the 407. We just leased it out to another company. And and maybe we should go to them and say, hey, listen, you paid us $3 billion for it like 20 years ago. We're going to give you $20 billion. Piss off. We'll just take it off yeah. your hands. We'll run it. We'll take your staff. We will, I don't know, maybe operate it as a toll road, although with much less tolls. We'll operate it like that until it's paid off, and then mm-hmm. we'll go from there. Or maybe we'll just scrap the tolls altogether and immediately end the gridlock on the 401. Yeah. And it would have a massive impact on ending the gridlock. It would be great for the environment and everything. Sure. We wouldn't need to, to build an entirely new highway that already goes from the same place that the 407 does. And the 407 goes even further than the 413 will. That's something I hadn't considered, though. Scrap the 413. Let's save 20 to $23 billion dollars. And just go to the 407 and say, you're not allowed to charge trucks anymore. We'll absorb the cost or we'll take yeah. it out of our back end deal or whatever it is. Just yeah. get the trucks off the 401. It's not everything that I think would, would solve the problem, but it's a good start, isn't it? I think so, because I think about um, being on the 407. Who's been on the 407? So picture it. It's always, even in busy times, not too bad. So if you do add transport trucks into the mix, could it slow down the 407 and make people who pay for it a little upset? Uh, possibly only at really heavy traffic times, but if it moves, it does move things along better on the 401. I think of all the jackknife tractor trailers that we've had to that completely shut down or, or partially shut down the 401. Right. And that's a big nuisance as well. Cars are nuisances too, uh, of course. Oh, it's not just trucks. You're not right. just trucks. However, um, when it does overturn, how big of a delay is that? It's it's constant for right? hours, full hours, closure. hours, hours. So I think that that would make a massive difference. I don't see any harm in, in trying it out. I understand it's a money thing too, but like you suggested, why not just be like, oh, if we're going to spend the money anyway. Now, people would argue, oh, but that money would have gone to jobs, right? To people's pockets who work in Ontario, blah, blah. I could see that being an argument. But couldn't we find a way to maybe... If we took back the 407, could we spend a little money on widening it a little bit? Or is that like impossible there? I mean, I don't think we need to widen it. I think it's already more than sufficient the way it is. I think we got what, like four or five lanes in each direction. It's the Cadillac of highways. It's so well done and very well maintained. But listen, it's just so expensive that people can't use it. And that's what's making the 401 and all the surrounding highways so busy. Yes. Yep. And you're right. Cost is a factor. We just talked about it on the radio not long ago where it was like, uh, do I take the 407? Do I suck up that bill, which is probably going to be 50 bucks? Nah, I'm not going to bother because it's so expensive. So people will tend to stay on the 401 where the traffic gets bugged up a little bit more. What kind of a Sophie's choice is that, by the way? Five o'clock, you're leaving work. You know the 401 is a goddamn mess and, mm-hmm. and you're going to be late getting home. So you got a choice. You can sit in traffic and miss your, your kid's Timbit soccer game that night. Or you can pay $70 to get home. Yeah. What kind of a choice is that? Yeah. It's disgusting. Uh, the new rates, by the way, for those who haven't heard, they start February the 1st. So you've got a few more weeks until they go up. More than 30 cents a kilometer overnight. Off peak, more than 30 cents per kilometer. Hmm. Three bucks to drive 10K overnight on a highway with nobody else on it. In peak period, it's going to be more than 65 cents a kilometer. More than 65 cents. Yeah. It Every adds up thousand quick. meters. It adds up quick. It's insanity. So 
I I really hope that common sense prevails. I, I guess that the environmental movement is going after the Ford government on this one to try and pressure them. And frankly, I stand behind them. Good on you. We don't need to do all that damage to the, the farmland through Aaron and Bolton and Caledon and Halton Hills. We don't need to do that. We've already got a highway that goes from where the 413 would begin to where it ends at the 400. Scrap the whole thing. Save the money. Either buy out the 407 or at least get the trucks off the 401. That's going to make a huge difference. Uh, another note is something that came up on the weekend. Did you see the Hamas protest in the Jewish neighborhood in Toronto on the overpass where cops brought coffee to the the protesters? Mm, oh, I heard about it. I heard it was an issue, yeah. The chief of police for Toronto has apologized, and frankly, I can't figure out why. I, I'm not sure why he apologized as opposed to just resigning. It's... It's crazy to me because I think about the other protests that have happened in recent memory, and and they all ended with the same. You can protest. You've got a right to protest. But once you shut down critical infrastructure, this becomes an issue, and and we're going to move you. We we know that from the Freedom Convoy. And this is very different. Now cops are handing out coffee. One thing I do want to point out here is it's been grossly skewed that the cops are – it's not like the cops went to Tim's and picked up a, a take 10 and a box of Timbits and brought them to the protesters. They were trying to keep other protesters off of the overpass, and they said, but we brought coffee and donuts. And the cops were like, we'll pass them to the people on the other side. You guys go home. That's really what happened. And I think the cops were just told, de-escalate at all costs. Don't get involved in confrontation because that's the shit we don't want on the news is you guys roughing up a bunch of Palestinian protesters. Don't do it. So I think the cops did basically what they were told, but no matter what, the optics of it look fucking terrible. It doesn't look good at all. So in this case, uh, it's a fail for Toronto police on this National Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. But I, I just don't see how this current chief in Toronto is is still uh, the chief. I, I would have thought the police services board would have fired him by now. And even if it's not his fault and he had nothing to do with delivering coffee, he's still the boss and, and people are starting to ask what the hell is going on here. And it's a fair question at this point. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. In the U.S., they found some bolts and the door that flew off that Alaskan Airlines flight on Friday, Kat. Ugh, I feel bad for anyone. Who's... Anytime something like this happens, you're about to fly. Doesn't it freak you out? So freaky much. Listen, this one hits close to home because when you're on the airplane... Yeah, we know that shit can happen. We know they tell you those standard things like stay in your seat. And when you're in your seat, you should always have your seatbelt on. Some people question that. Some people think, fuck that. We're on a plane. I don't need to have my seatbelt on. I want to I want to curl my legs up and, and sit like I'm in kindergarten on a plane. This is exactly why you have to have your seatbelt on. 
That plane was only at 16,000 feet when part of the wall on the airplane blew out. Now, it's a Boeing plane. Oh, Canada. Oh, no. Here we go. It's a Boeing plane, and it's an option on this particular model. I think it's a 737 MAX 9 where you could have an emergency exit where this part is that blew out. Now, on this particular Alaska Airlines model, they didn't want an emergency exit there, so it was just sort of could have been a door, but it wasn't a door. It's bolted down. There's supposed to be four bolts holding it there. According to witnesses who heard the boom and then whoosh, which is exactly what it sounded like. (laughs) I couldn't imagine witnessing that. The wall on the plane came up. And then blew out. There's supposed to be, apparently, four bolts that hold that piece down. And now they're starting to wonder if the reason for the three flights before this happened, that they were getting a warning indicator about cabin pressure, if it was because they didn't have the actual fucking bolts on the door to an airplane that was flying at 16,000 feet. So this had flown several times with this issue. Yeah. In fact, uh, I think it was three flights prior to this one where it actually got catastrophic three flights prior to that they'd gotten a warning light about cabin pressure there still was cabin pressure so they didn't like make an emergency landing Mm -hmm. but they did make the conscious decision that we're only going to fly over land just in case we got to get down quick all right fine i you guys are the aviation experts i trust you know what you're doing but this is a huge problem yeah they didn't bolt the door down yeah that's a problem so, so when you say they, you mean the people who made this? Made the plane. And the people who are in charge of servicing it. I don't know what goes into a routine inspection on an airplane. I, I don't know if they inspect the bolts to make sure the door is attached. Can they tell from the outside of it? Do they have to? Is there certain things that they do? Well, we know one thing for sure. This is going to change the protocol for whatever happened previous to this. There's no way they're not going to check and double check. And could they even recall things? Can you even do you recall? The entire flight of that model or the entire model of that airplane is grounded right now. Yeah. Now, Fair enough. I mean, yes, please. None of the Canadian airlines fly this particular 737. However, it's a popular one with Alaska Airlines. U- was it U.S. or Delta? It's one of the major U.S. carriers uses it. And because of that, all these planes are grounded. Now there's all kinds of issues across the states. Hundreds and hundreds of flights have been canceled over the last couple of days because of this. Mm-hmm. And like you said, rightfully so. We can't have things falling off airplanes. We can't have yeah. the wall blowing out of an airplane. There was one kid, a young kid, who was sitting adjacent to the side where this door or opening blew open. Mom had to hang on to that kid for dear life. Apparently, it sucked his shirt right off his body. (gasps) When an airplane loses pressure, and it's an incredible amount of pressure, the higher in the air you go, it does create that massive suction when it stabilizes, i.e. outside air gets back in. People's phones were getting sucked out, this giant hole in the side of the airplane. In fact, when they were landing, think about every time you've ever landed at Pearson. You look out the window and what do you see? The beautiful lights. Ah, there's the CN Tower. And oh, I think that's my house down there. There's the 401. Ah, I know where I am. That's great. It was like that except with an entire wall open. Oh my gosh. I can't, I can't again, like I just can't even imagine. Like that's you so could, scary. If you were sitting near it, you could have stuck your hand out the window on an airplane as it was descending. That's how messed up this is. But the good news is, 
They found the door. That's well. That's are, they're not attaching it back on, are they? They're just not going to go. Let's just glue this bad boy back on, and <laughs> up we go. I don't know how it works. To be honest with you, the National Transportation Safety Board said that the door panel slid up before it flew off the plane. They're looking into whether the four bolts that were supposed to hold the panel in place might have been missing when the plane took off. The ble- uh, the piece that was missing was found in somebody in somebody's backyard in Portland, Oregon. Thank goodness it just like landed in a backyard because that could have been bad too. Yeah. Real bad. From 16,000 feet, and this thing is the outside of an airplane. It is steel. I imagine it is not light. Yeah. yeah. It, it made a hole. 100%. It made yeah. a hole. What would it would have happened if it would have hit a car or yeah. somebody's roof? Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. Like people would have died. It's so, insane. So so bad. Thankfully, by the way, nobody. Like it's pretty amazing. We're saying all of this, and nobody was actually injured. Nobody was injured. That's weird. But you know what, though, I think that's a testament because we've had two major airline issues in the last two weeks. We had this Alaska Air one where part of the wall flew out of the plane, and then we had the other one, which was um, a plane hit another plane as it was landing because that person wasn't paying attention. That yeah, was uh, that's right. overseas. Yeah. Okay, nobody on that plane that hit the other one was killed. Nobody in this was killed. Does that mean that we're starting to get the message? Stay in your seat with your seatbelt on. <laughs> if you need to evacuate, leave your luggage and just yeah. get off the plane by the nearest emergency exit. All those things they tell us to do that really goes in one ear and out the here. Other, you're right. Or maybe safety is just taking priority and the staff maybe. on these planes is that good. Maybe. What I will say too, though, when it comes to the planes and people, I hope that people aren't too scared because I knew a guy that that whose job was essentially to build planes, you know, one piece of the puzzle because there's many, many, many pieces involved and they're so meticulous. Like, I mean, think of how many plane crashes there are. Not many. And how many planes are in the air? A ton. So so don't don't let this discourage you. There really are a lot of checks and balances. Obviously, something slipped through the crack here. Something happened. But <laughs> it's so rare. Crack. <laughs> but it's so rare. And thank God nobody was hurt. It is a huge majority. More than two-thirds of residents in Toronto say they disagree with the new name for Young Dundas Square. (laughs) The survey shows widespread disapproval from every single part of the city, from North York to Etobicoke to Toronto to Scarborough. Nobody is in favor of Sankofa Square. 71% of total respondents say they are not in favor of the move. And despite 71% of Torontonians... Like the most liberal you get in the country. These are the progressives that are open to this stuff that don't like the connection to slavery from Henry Dundas. 71% are not in favor of it, but city council voted in favor of the new name for Young Dundas Square, Dundas Station, and Dundas West Station. So now what do we do? What's it called now? What's it going to be called? Sankofa Square. What's Sankofa? S-A-N-K-O-F-A. Am I supposed to know what that is? No, nobody did. We had to look it up. Uh, it's a, uh, I believe the word originates in Guyana. Okay. And it's to like learn from the past or something like that. On paper, it looks beautiful. It's like a platitude. O- okay, fine. It's not what we're naming the, the big public square in the biggest province in the country. We're, we're not doing that. But what I'm wondering is, because now city council's already voted. Okay, yeah, yeah, we're doing this. But 71% say they are not in favor. Is there a chance that they'll that they won't do it? Well, this is what I'm asking. 
at what point will city council say, oh, okay, wait a second. Maybe we got ahead of it and misread the room and thought that people would be in favor of this, but turns out they're yeah. really not. So we want to withdraw our vote or we want to change the plan to Take even pause, rename it at all. Figure it out. This Don't rush to do something. Hasn't this been going on for like two years? It though? has. It has for sure. But I mean, uh, I just hate that. I hate when other people are like city council. Listen, I love gotta love a good city council that has your back but when you see those numbers in circumstances like this and you see that most people don't want it are they actually going to listen to the people well this is the thing right i mean just the other day olivia chow was doing her skate with the mayor at nathan phillips square in toronto and and it was uh ambushed by pro-palestinian protesters chanting ceasefire now and calling out the mayor who had said that she agrees there should be a ceasefire but also called for the release of the israeli hostages in in gaza and and they were they were booing her. They booed Olivia Chow because they think that that's not total solidarity with their movement. Olivia Chow defended them. She said, this is democracy in action. Well, if it is democracy in action and, and the mayor is very into democracy all of a sudden, I'm wondering what, what at what point do you say, wait a second here. We trust polling because we pay for tons of it. 71% are not in favor of this. We better say, no, we're not doing this mm-hmm. and just scrap the whole thing. And you know what? Next, after the next election, let's make it an issue that we can have a, a vote on or a referendum on or something like that. If they go ahead and rename it when they know that 71% disapprove of it, mm-hmm. we're not really a democracy anymore. And, and they can't say, well, it's, it's just a poll. It's just one poll. It's a meaningful poll. Like I said, yeah. government spends a lot of money on polling, so they must have some faith in it. So hopefully they do the right thing. Uh, CES is on in Vegas right now. Mm-hmm. Your brother is there, right? My brother's there, yeah. My, my brother is, uh, I don't know, computer engineer. Um, but he has a more specific title. But he gets to go to this every year, and I'm always so jealous. And he'll send me pictures and videos of stuff that he's seen. How much work is it? Like when you go to Vegas for CES... Is this like, a, okay, the trade show's on from 9 to 5, so no fucking around in the casinos, and we're not going to yeah. go with all that sort of stuff. we got to be at the show from 9 to 5, we got meetings until 9, yeah. and then maybe we'll sneak in a quick dinner and go to bed early. I don't. I feel like it's still a party. Uh, he's, is it, no, not really. I mean, really? what you said is pretty accurate, um, because you do have early meetings, and you have to attend the conferences. If you don't, I mean, because your company pays for all this stuff, right? So if you're one of the companies that goes, likely, I mean, maybe you're with a company that doesn't give a shit, but that's probably highly unlikely because the truth is so much networking happenings happens at CES between, you know, from robotics companies to companies who even publish publicists, companies like all that stuff. They all market and gather and network and it's meeting this company about that. And it's at times you work with so many companies, for example, that are from one Canada to the U.S., which is the case for my brother a lot of the times. So this is their chance to meet up. So there's a lot of meetings, a lot of meetings. I'm sure he'll like fit in a casino or two and they'll have good dinner and it'll be paid for. And that's great. But for the most part, it's meetings, meetings, go to the actual CES network. Then you're back at meetings or the dinner or whatever. And, and that's pretty much it. But they get to see some really cool things. I would still love to go one year, just as a spectator. Me too. LG has released the OLED T television. The T stands for transparent. It is a see-through TV. Mm-hmm. It's like, it just looks like a box, like a glass box, thin like a television is. Mm-hmm. And then 
it's so weird as you you could watch uh, and there's video online of the picture kind of scrolls up from the bottom up when you're watching television that's weird yeah and then it goes away so then it's kind of it's it's transparent so you could see the wall or you could i don't know if you want to put it in the middle of the room like some people suggest you could put it in the middle of the room and it looks like a glass box or an art piece i don't know about that but it's it's different i guess it's kind of a a means to changing up how we view a television set right Again, it's been they've been renovate they've been redoing those for years. But you know what I mean. I'm trying to figure out the practical application for a transparent TV. The only one I can come up with is, and I'm thinking about my own family room. The way it's laid out is kind of shitty. I have to have the couches a certain way because there's only one place to put the TV, and that's right above the fireplace. Oh, I didn't really want it that way. I'd like to lay it out a different way. I'd actually kind of like it where the window is, but we can't get rid of the fucking window. If you had a transparent television, you could hang that TV over the window. And when the TV's off, you just see out the window. When you want to watch TV, bam, no issue. Yes, but it's not like it's invisible. I feel like it would still look weird. It would look weird. Unless they perfect it a little bit more. Like at a certain point, why wouldn't you just get a projector screen that comes down? Like, (laughs) I'd say fuck it. But nonetheless, it's again, it's a step in, in, in a different direction for television. There's a new oven that they say is as fast as a microwave. They claim it doesn't give chicken and other meat that rubbery texture like a microwave would. You can bake in it. You can even bake a cake, they say, in under four minutes. How does this fucking thing work? And what's what kind of... Yeah. Th- there has to be like some radiation or something coming out of there. There's no way you can get anything up to 400 degrees in seconds. It just doesn't work that way. And then it cooks it that fast without overcooking it too? Like, Because you wonder if it's going to just burn stuff? At those temperatures? I don't know. It must work. If they're unveiling it at CES, I have to think they've worked out most yes, of the bugs. Yes, yes. These aren't just prototypes. When you when you go to CES, for a lot in a lot of these cases, they aren't just prototypes. Unless it's something so out of this world that a prototype even is mind-blowing and headline-making, they're not putting out prototypes. A couple of brothers out of Switzerland came up with a new cat door called Flappy that prevents cats from bringing dead mice inside. They say it's outfitted with AI that can detect a dead animal in your cat's mouth and it will not open the door for them until they drop the animal. (laughs) (laughs) I I never had, I've never had cats, but I do, I have heard stories from friends of mine that have had cats because they bring it to you like a trophy, right? And they think it's fun. Like, hey, here's a mouse. Some cats are fucking nuts and they get rabbits too. Like they're just full blown dragging in. And birds, oh, get that shit out of my fucking living room. So I like I like this invention for cat owners. Again, I don't have a cat and I don't ever plan to have one. But my God, if I had an outdoor cat and, and it brought home dead animals, I, I would buy this door. I love that idea. This is interesting. Uh, a company called BMO, B-E-A-M-O, has just what the doctor ordered. It is a four-in-one thermometer that also checks your heart and lungs. It's a thermometer, electrocardiogram, oximeter, and stethoscope. It looks like a game stick controller. This thing will basically give you a full doctor's checkup and record your health information. I will say, in the health and sciences field, I love the shit that comes out of CES. Like, is there some, like, more useless stuff, if you will? But that one's a good one, and I, I saw the... Have you seen the... Mirror, it's called like the something mirror. You look into this mirror and it can actually detect the blood flow in your face. And what that does is indicate whether or not you might have a bigger health issue happening based on the blood flow. 
and it analyzes your face. Not what's on the outside of your face. It can analyze the blood flow happening behind your face. And then it like indicate like, hey, you have, might want to check this because something's wrong. How fucked up is that? But cool. I'm cool. See, I for love sure. it. I love it. How big is your biggest TV? How many inches? Oh my God. I don't even, I'm so bad with that. I don't know off the top of my head. <laughs> Ask my husband. Uh, whatever whatever his, his answer will be not big enough. Not big enough. I agree. How big <laughs> is your TV? It's big. Not big enough. We, the one in the basement is huge, but I have no, I couldn't tell you by inches. I don't keep track of that shit. There's a new TCL Roku TV that they're introducing that's 115 inches, 4K LCD. It's five times brighter than most TVs with better blacks, according to the TV reviewers who got a look at it. I feel like that'd be good for um, bars, like big bars. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the see-through TV we did. How about a two-minute ice cream maker? You put your ingredients in. It looks like a soft-serve machine that you oh. sit on your countertop. You put the ingredients in. It takes two minutes, and you're dispensing soft-serve ice cream. Hmm. God, I want that. You have to have really like ice cream to like create counter space for it. My opinion. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. There's some things I could get rid of. This, this is what I mean, though. You have <laughs> I, to like ice cream. I never like use the toaster, cream. but I love ice yes, cream, so like, fuck it. So out goes the toaster. I'll do one more. Uh, the new bespoke JetBot AI Plus smart robot vacuum. It's a new Roomba. Oh, I just saw oh, your I eyes like light up. Roomba. Tell me more. But it does more than just sweep and, and pick up dust bunnies and dog hair. It's designed to roam your rooms, scouting for stains as they happen and scrub them out so you never have to scrub a stain again. It finds stains? Finds Not only does it clean the stains, it actively goes looking for them. Wow. They say the robot taps AI-powered object recognition to identify stains on rugs, carpets, and hardwood flooring. It can tell the difference between surfaces and make adjustments to its cleaning technique accordingly. In other words... It hmm. it gets nice and low on the hardwood. It'll pick itself up a little bit for that high pile carpet and stuff like that. Uh, it's over $1,000 so far. These things always come down, though, eventually. Yeah, eventually. They say it'll do anything from puppy piddle to a Zinfandel spill with a spinning mop that goes at 170 RPM. Interesting. I wonder how it is to clean. Cleaning out the room was the worst. Like, unless you have the self-cleaning one. I don't have the self-cleaning one. Do you? The self-cleaning room. Like the Roomba. one where you it docks on that big machine and it, it, it empties itself. Because I don't have that one. I, th- I thought about it because I hate cleaning it out after. Yeah, those How are the, lazy is that, by the way? Like, it vacuums the floor for me, but I'm like, now i got to clean out the trap. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> I, uh, I still want the, the outdoor version of Roomba. The one that cuts the grass and, and yes. shovels the driveway. Yes. If that works as well as it seems to in the commercials, sign me the hell up. I'm thinking right now about the <laughs> snow I got to shovel when I get home, and it's bullshit. If this thing will cut my grass in the summer or clear the driveway in the winter, I want it. But what people say is so true, though. You have people, people are, people take everything. People's got, someone's going to jack that the second you put it out. You'd have to watch it. That's the only downside with like the lawnmower majigger there. Yes cool but you'd have to like as long as you're okay with it and some people might be like sure fine i'll pull up a chair have a beer and watch it cut the grass fine but then because you got to be careful someone might come and check that right up (laughs) right off your lawn okay funny you should mention that because that's what we're going to end with today it is one of the most bizarre requests i have ever heard in my life cops in montreal are now warning people that if you've got your ring doorbell video or your nest doorbell video of someone stealing your package stealing your package off of your 
porch. If you share that online in an attempt to try and track down the thief, you may be violating their right to privacy. You could potentially be opening yourself up to a lawsuit or criminal charges for sharing video of someone coming onto your property and jacking your stuff. I need more from the Montreal police. And again, like Scott mentioned, in case you missed that part, it's just Montreal right now that is they're saying this. And they're not even saying that for sure you'll get in trouble, right? They're just saying they're warning it you. could be a little bit of a warning. Yeah. Not like it's illegal to post it. But why? That's what I'm missing here. Did they say why? You could say someone's right to privacy. What do you fucking mean? They're a criminal. Yeah. You are uh, potentially exposing this person to... A lifetime of ridicule, potentially exposing them to uh, maybe they'll never be able to get a job or a job in the field that they're trained to do. There's any number of excuses that these shitheads that would steal off someone's porch from any one of us. There's any number of excuses these people might use to try and sue. Uh, Think back to the, the person who broke into someone's home by trying to go in through the skylight in their kitchen, fell through the skylight, landed on the island in the kitchen and cut themselves on a knife and successfully sued the homeowner for being negligent for leaving a knife out. What kind of a world do we live in? But that's the sort of shit that opens it up. There's so much emphasis right now on the rights of criminals that I just don't understand what we're doing anymore in that we don't protect victims. It's crazy to me. There's so many ways in the world that I don't want to go backwards, but when it comes to this shit, I kind of do. I want to put someone on a fucking, like, on, on a hill and let people stone them if they're, like, pedophiles. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm ready to go backwards when it comes to the justice. Back in the day, back in the day, if you stole, they used to cut your fucking fingers off. Yeah. But you know what this sounds like to me? I'm exaggerating, guys. I'm not saying that we have to do this. But what I wonder is, is if this is a little more personal than we think. I'm just picturing a scenario where someone's in a hard spot. And maybe we all have a family member that's going through a tough time. In one circumstance, they do it. They f- they are like, I'm gonna turn to a life of porch pirating, and then someone posts a video, and next thing you know, someone who sees that video on Facebook comments, "Hey, I know who that is. That's Susan, and she works at you know Walmart, and I, I went to school with her, and her last name is this, and her husband here is here, and all this shit, and then boom, that's public information. I feel like you would take that personally, like, oh, they're just going through a hard time. I wonder if personal stuff is it interfering with this. Hmm. Like, I, I feel no sympathy. I feel no sympathy. If you're going through a hard time, I absolutely feel sympathy. But there are channels and ways that you could help yourself. You're stealing from someone. Hey, You're doing something illegal. Like, period, the end. I, I get that there are people going through tough times, but who's to say the person who got that package isn't going through a tough exactly. time? How do you they, know that fucking package isn't their kids' you. diapers or their kids' formula? Or it took or, them a long time to save up to get whatever that was in that box. And you take it. It doesn't even matter, though. Like, the thing is, it's still someone else's property. You could be fucking a rich person. I don't even give a shit. You're still stealing. You can ask for help. There's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of panhandlers. For it's, Anyway, we're talking about someone who's, we don't even know who it's situation. These could be people, by the way, that have a lot of shit, that keep taking shit. Yep. That just take shit for the sake of taking shit. The problem is we shouldn't let criminals off the hook or have sympathy for them because that's going to bring the next person over here into a life of crime and be like, oh, well, fuck, if they're not going to post video of me, you're damn right I'm going to try it. They're just going to make things worse in Montreal. 
it's going to get so much worse. It's going to get so much worse because of this. We're basically living in a lawless society when the victims of crime have no rights because we're protecting the rights of criminals. Yeah. Hey, I still think, and I, I know there's people listening that agree wholeheartedly, we need to codify in law in this country stand your ground laws. In other words, if somebody tries to make a victim out of you, you have every right to defend yourself and your property and your family and your pets and your whatever Mm -hmm. on your property. You have a right to defend it. And if somebody tries to break in and you legally have a firearm and shoot them, oh well, they shouldn't have tried to break in. It shouldn't even be a question about whether or not we charge the homeowner who does that. If somebody tries to steal a package from your porch and you chase them down and beat the shit out of them, shouldn't have tried to steal the package. None of this, you could get charged with assault. You could, could this, that, whatever. Fuck that. Your property is your property. And if somebody tries to come onto your property and steal from you or hurt you or your family or whatever, you should have the right to use any amount of force you deem necessary. And that is going to be one of the best deterrents I can think of to try and create, sorry, end this wave of crime. Yep. And on that, we got to go. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you tomorrow with another episode of After 9. Goodbye, friends. On Friday night, an Alaska Airlines flight from Oregon to California had to make an emergency landing after the door blew out while the plane was 16,000 feet in the air. Don't worry, everyone's okay. Uh, Luckily, the wing of a nearby Southwest plane broke off and filled the hole. After their dog recently ate an envelope filled with $4,000, a couple in Pennsylvania was able to recover $3,500 in cash. Said their friends, you can just Venmo me. Some more bad news for Prince Andrew. After being named in the Epstein documents, he could soon be forced out of the Royal Lodge. Yep, they're planning to move him from the Royal Lodge to the less fancy Royal Econo Lodge. Taco Bell has begun offering Crunchwrap Supreme meal kits at Walmart, which include tortillas, crunchy tostada shells, taco seasoning, and Velveeta cheese sauce. You can cook it at home, then take it right out to your car to eat it.